When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We got Rudo and AJ here today. We're going to get into, I think we've talked about some of the options for 2C, but we're going to dive into how they actually fit on the Colorado Avalanche, what's good, what's not so good for them. Uh, But before we do that, the Hockey Hall of Fame class for 2023 was announced quite big, actually. Uh, Includes Ken Hitchcock, Tom Barrasso, Henrik Lundqvist, Caroline Ouellet, Pierre Turgeon, uh, Mike Vernon, and then the one we care about here in Colorado, Pierre Lacroix, getting into the Hockey Hall of Fame as a builder. Uh, About time, it feels like. Yeah. Also, there's a weird echo. For who? For me? I can, for me, yeah. I'm assuming it's coming through yours. But I don't know where else it would be coming from. I don't know. I don't either. Uh, Well, let me see if this fixes it. So you sound fine to me, so it must be. Chat says there's a better one. No, totally. Cool. Maybe this is fun to do. I don't know. I think if I don't talk so loud, it'll be fine. All right. Anyway. If I don't talk so loud. Okay. We've talked about Pierre quite a bit on this show, obviously, over the years. Uh, Deserved for that guy to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, Yeah. I I was iffy on it. A few years ago, and then um, I actually did like a deep dive, came around like, on it. Like, yeah. How good was this run, really? It was and really it was really good. Yeah, it was exceptional. So uh, that moved me into the yeah, totally do it. Um, I think it's great. Um, I'm, yep. I changed my mind on that one a couple of years ago, and. Uh, feel great that he's in now. I think it's well-earned. Yep, 100%. So congratulations over there like, again. To... What, an, what an amazing family, too. It's oh, totally. Truly wonderful people that get to yep. celebrate. So They're awesome. You know, wherever uh, wherever Eric is right now, I hope, uh, I hope he's having a good, good. time. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how much time they give him. Like, did they call Eric three minutes before the tweet goes out, or did they call him like a week ago? Probably this morning. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, anyway, not uh, not the main topic we wanted to get into today. Not uh, not a not a whole lot to say. Yeah, uh, obviously, Pierre was the GM of 
the Avs crazy run of winning their division forever in a row. Yeah. But we've talked about them a lot on the show again. So you can just go to our YouTube channel and search Pierre Lacroix and you'll find hours and hours of content on him. Uh, two C's. As Something we just, haven't talked much about. Uh, well, yeah, you're not wrong on that. But <laughs> yesterday we kind of talked about the only real free agent option would be Ryan O'Reilly, as as the chat is mentioning. Well, so let me let me. There are two other names that I will I will put on that list and just say, hey, let's talk about them real quick, okay? Uh, one of them's Barbashev, I assume. One of them is Barbashev. The other one's Eric Howla. I have no interest in Eric Howla as a center, especially the Avs 2C. What do you mean as a center? I don't think he makes any sense for Colorado as a center. Okay. I would play him on the wing if the Avs went out and got him, which I don't think they should do at all for the record. Okay. It just got really bright in here. The sun came out, bud. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, anyway, no, I I think so with Barbashev. I think that that's an interesting. Um, I think that's an interesting conversation, just because he is having that like, you know, he's he's kind of having that Arturi Lekkinen like, got onto a cup contender, had a really good postseason. This could be like that. Hey, he's been building and building right. and building for a few years in bottom but, sixes. But is now it real or not? Forward. Yeah. 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. His numbers in Vegas are great. Um, he did have that 60 point year with St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, last year. year. Yeah. There's round to 2022. They're yeah. He was run one of to their the second round, rather. Yep. He was one of the 20 goal scorers. Good for him. So he's got two, he's had, he's had two years where you feel like the offense has taken that step forward. Uh, the big thing there is that uh, as a center, his defensive results, when I say they're atrocious, I mean like terrible, not like, Hey, these aren't very yeah. good. These are slightly below average. We're talking about his on ice results as a center are horrific. Yeah just disastrously bad there's it, it it has been the, the his on ice results have strongly suggested and there we go uh have strongly suggested that he needs to be a wing and only a wing that if you're going to get your money's value your real value out of him it has to be it has to be along the wall it cannot be in the middle of the ice yeah, I and that's that's where he needs to come off the board for Colorado because he's going to get paid real money. That's that's where I'm at with it is I'm concerned about the cost that that guy's going to bring for a guy who probably provides you good offense. But is he going to be able to function for you? And 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 maybe there's a world where you say, ah, you know, you put Val next to him. You have to have some strong defensive wingers. But I just don't see a world where you're ending up on a good value contract for Ivan Barbashev. Yeah. Particularly after the playoffs he just had, where some team's going to way overpay for that. Yeah. He's probably looking at five or $6 million. Yeah. And I have zero interest in giving that guy 6 million. To be honest with you, even if, even if I thought he could play two C. Yeah. I don't think I would give him $6 million. 
the, the if you're gonna give six million dollars to somebody like i'm just not signing up for that guy for me that's why i have eric howell on my list of guys to watch i'm not excited about it but if it's just gonna be if it's gonna be free if it's just money you might be able to get away with it, and you might be able to have that conversation of is having two three C's better than trying to force one guy into into the two C job. I mean, having better than both of that is just having a real two C. Okay, but as we've discussed and we'll continue to discuss, that's not that easy. I know, I know, and we'll get to that. And and look, if you're getting Eric Howla for three million or less, sure. You can float him into that 2C spot if it doesn't work. Like I said, you can move him to the wing if you want to, or you can move him down the lineup. For the like, right price point, I get it. But I just if I went out and got him, my expectation would not be for him to be their 2C. My, I guess my question would be, are you better off signing one Ari, Ivan Barbashev to, to do that job, to, to be your 2C? Or I, are you or are you better off? I know how, I know how we feel yeah, about yeah, it. Fair enough, the conversation. Fair enough. Uh, or, or is it more, uh, would you be better off splitting that money in half and giving 3 million to Eric Howell and 3 million to Evan Rodriguez? And maybe it's more like 4 million and it's not exactly numbers or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it, is it, (sighs) if you're allocating that money, are you better off giving it to Ivan Barbashev, one guy to do that job? Or are you better off trying to go Evan Rodriguez and Eric Howell, just as an example? So I think. I would say no, because you're not better off doing that. Right. Because, and I get it. Like every NHL team needs, needs to find contract value somewhere. I understand that, but the abs are at a point where assuming relative health two C is very clearly the weakest point in their lineup. So don't mess around with it. Just solve the problem and then deal with your other outcomes. Stop trying to halfway it and halfway solve the problem. Just solve the problem and then deal with your other problems. Okay. Just so, just just go get a 2C. It's... And I, I, I'm not like, obviously, if O'Reilly doesn't want to come, he doesn't want to come. If no one wants to be that dance partner in a trade, then you have to do what you have to do. But if the option to solve that problem, if you believe that problem is can be solved by a Barbashev, don't mess with it. Just go do it. Yeah. So... Uh, I, I, if you look at last year as a waste because they didn't win the Stanley Cup, I don't know what to tell you. You're at 99% of years are a waste then, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, I just don't, had they been, had they been fully healthy come postseason, I think they would have gotten, they might've won multiple rounds. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? If they'd been, if they'd been healthy, who knows what happens last year? Even taking away I, Landy completely. Dude. Forget if Kale McCarr is in for Game Five, they probably get out of the first round. <laughs> there's a there's a good like their margin of error for getting out of that round was that big, like literally one goal. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> nothing under the sun went right for them, and they lost two to one in Game Seven. Like, give me yep. a break with this. I don't um, think they win the cup or anything, but yeah, I'm I'm just saying, I don't I don't think I these kinds of contract for Ryan O'Reilly kind of blow me away. Cause I guess I just don't think it's going to be that. I just don't think that Ryan O'Reilly is going to get that big long-term commitment from somebody. This I would year. be pretty, I could see someone going like really stupid and giving him a four-year deal. 
I'd be shocked I mean, if anyone gave I, more than that. I think a four or five year deal is on the table here. I th- and I think that's reasonable for him and his career and his age and where he's at. But coming off the year, like Nazem Kadri got the deal that he got because he had the season that he did. Yep. O'Reilly, it's not like he popped off last year. Right. He didn't have a particularly strong finish. Yep. He was or start just or a, middle no, or any no, of I it. mean, I guess he was pretty good in Toronto, but ultimately the number like the numbers betray the play because he definitely yeah. he, when when they asked him to be three C, he wasn't not good enough. Yep. Yeah, it's I mean, so let's let's get into this room. You can either go Barbashev or O'Reilly. Why do they fit in Colorado and why don't they? Well, so Barbashev is younger. He's on the ascent right now. Again, using Arturi Lekkinen, is that comparable? Guy yep. that's been here for a while. Guy that's been in the league for a while. Knows how to play. He's just in his prime. He's just playing better than he ever has. Like, he's just, boom, right there. Yep. So, uh, if you believe he's the answer to 2C, he's your answer for at 2C for the foreseeable future, right? Exactly. Exactly. And with O'Reilly, so, so with Barbashev, you like it. There's a goal scorer there that has not gotten to play in a crazy offensive environment most of his career. And when he has, he's excelled in the last couple of seasons. So you like yep. that part about him. He's a heavy guy. He's broken two sternums in a row uh, in two years, <laughs> right? Like, he obviously, he hits. Like, he's always been a very physical guy. He's always been a good bottom six guy. The big thing for me is that his on-ice results in his own zone are... They're not just Terrific. like, yeah. these aren't good. They're really, really, really bad. That's a concern. It's really, it's a really hard thing to try and turn over that level, that caliber of job to that, to, to a guy that has not shown an ability, not, not even like it's inconsistent or whatever, but has not shown an ability to do this. Yep. So it's, you know, with, with Barbashev, it's, He's probably way better off as a wing, and the Avs, it just makes, it makes no sense. It makes no sense for the Avalanche to invest in a wing. I don't think it makes no sense, but like again, they need, they need one is the for their top they need six. To solve. They need, a, solve they need first, a wing yeah. for their top yeah. six right now, but they just showed, they got away with it with Evan Rodriguez. Exactly. There, there's a million options that they have this summer that they could get a guy to be that wing. And play up. And if they still don't have one, going and getting a decent one at the deadline is not hard to do. Uh, trying to yeah. trying to fill a secondary wing job just is, it's not incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. And that's where, uh, but but that's why the Avs can't invest that. It's why there, there's, there should be no Ivan Barbashev at wing conversation. There should be no Tyler Bertuzzi conversation. They don't need... That you need a center. You need and to solve so that's your problem where, before you start doing things that are like luxuries. Yeah, and that's and like you need you need a fifth defenseman, you know, a, or a sixth, whatever. You need a th- you need another defenseman in your starting lineup. Uh, you probably need two so that you're not relying on Curtis McDermott. And if we're at that point, I don't know why that million dollars continues to just sit on your books move it away but whatever not going to go down that road yeah and we've covered that a few times <laughs> it's really it's really like this is where the O'Reilly this is why O'Reilly is more appealing than the other guys is because 
He's capable of doing that job. He's still a very good defensive player. You're going to surround him with at least one really good defensive player in no matter either Arturi Lekkinen yeah. or Val Nachushkin. One of those guys is going to be on that line. Or you've given him Miko Rantanen. In like case, he should score 90 points. <laughs> or he's, like, he's only in a good situation in, yeah. those, in those spots. Uh, and then, I guess, in the world where... No, you couldn't even do it. Yeah. Nope, there's no other world. Those are the only two options. So, like, you're in a great spot there. And with O'Reilly, yes, he's he's 32 already. He's on his he's in his decline. You can just see it. His numbers, his underlying numbers, everything. The aging curve is hitting him. He's never been fleet of foot. It's going to hit him pretty hard. So you've got to be careful there about giving him five years. I would be comfortable with three. But if I'm comfortable with three, then the contract he probably deserves is four. The thing, I think the thing you have to understand with a player like O'Reilly is as long as he understands how to play, even when his skating does start to go, he'll be okay. He won't have the offensive punch that he used to, but that's a guy that could easily transition into a shutdown third line center for you as he starts to age. Yeah, and, and in the perfect world, Ryan O'Reilly is your 2C this year. Alex Nook is your 3C. By the end of the year, maybe they're splitting it a little right. bit. If, it, and if then Newhook a has a 50-point season or something, yeah. Exactly, and then a year, for, a year from now, we're, we're having the conversation of O'Reilly is now going to drop down and be more of your 3C while Newhook starts to take um, the 2C job with Landy coming back. You're running you a 2A, 2B, you can shut down with O'Reilly and you can play a little bit more offensively with Newhook, right, in theory. Now, in the immediate, I don't think you're you're relying on Newhook for sure to break out. If he does, great, and you use that. But to certainly to start next season, whoever the Avs go out and get to do that job is going to be the 2C pretty much by themselves to start. Yeah, it should be their job. Yeah. Um and unless unless they do like the what we talked about earlier, the, if the they smaller move, sure. If they do the Howla Erod thing, then you and then you do open that door for Alex Newhook to walk through it during the season. Yeah. Um, you know, something like that is a possibility. Fine. Like I'm I'm good there, man. Like I'm I I think O'Reilly continues to be my favorite option. Uh, in terms of free agents, the risk, and we've talked about this before, the risk of waiting till free agency to do it is that if you don't do it on July 1st, if you swing yeah. and miss on Ryan O'Reilly, you swing and miss on and there's nothing Paula and Erod yeah. and Barbashev, you know, if uh, uh, what's his face, if Jordan Stahl makes it to market, you can't get that guy. What do you do? Yeah. Now, there's either now nothing you're out trouble. there or there's a team that's going to hold you hostage for the price of their guy. Well, and now you're in trouble, but now you also don't have, you know, had you made, had you made a trade three days earlier, you could have included a first round pick and teams yeah. almost always prefer. I want the pick now because I can make the pick yeah. now. And then that guy can play for me in three years instead of I'll take two picks you know, one next year and one two years from now, where six years from now, it's probably a different GM making those picks. The, even even a one-year difference in picks has a significant impact on the value. Yeah, definitely. And because the, because the draft and uh, 
a free agency are so close together, those moves are going to happen. Bang, bang. Yep. So that's, you know, when you get, when you get into it, that is where that, I, I think that's, that is where there is a sense of urgency to try and have this done before free agency opens. Because then again, if you open yourself up, if, if you go into free agency and you say, Ryan O'Reilly is our guy, we're going to do this. If he knows that, <laughs> congrats, <laughs> you just handed a shark all the leverage. Yeah. Like that guy, that guy is going to take you for absolutely as much money as he possibly can. And then he's probably going to shop the offer four or five times to see if before someone he else agrees will pay more. Sign yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once he gets another team to agree to up that price, he's going to come back to you, shop that offer. And then this is how, this is how he works. This, yep. this is how a guy who, who has made getting paid a priority his entire career is going to operate. I'm not even, not even saying that's a bad thing. Do your thing, get paid. Value yourself out there and see if somebody will agree to it. But if you're the Avs, that's the that's the game that you're playing. That's the danger that you put yourself in if you go to free agency day with this uncertainty. Now, the trade market will still be there. You know, there will still be options. Uh, Elias Lindholm, Mikhail Backlund, we'll get for whatever reason. In a second. Yeah. For whatever reason, chat has decided today that Mark Shifley is the guy <laughs> that we're going to talk about. Seems like Every day, Chad is, adopts a new Pick, two C. Picked a new dude, yeah, 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 to be like, "Hey, what about this guy?" <laughs> um, I I do want to get into some of those guys. I do want to get into archetyping a guy a little bit too. Before we do that, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get <sighs> yours at your local liquor store. Uh, use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com to find it near you. Keep your eyes out for the Mountain Beach Sour. It's finally starting to feel like summer. It is the first day of summer, so get yourself a refreshing beer. Maybe the Strawberry Sky is your style too. Uh, delicious, light, fresh beers from Breckenridge Brewery. Check them out. Come to the bar. There's eight different kinds on tap there too. And then when you come into the bar, get here safe. Just in case something bad happens, though, you can call 222-2222. Get a hold of Boxes and Shanker. If you've been in a car accident, if there was like a rideshare situation like we talked about the other day, uh, it's not your fault. Or, you know, any other situation where you've been injured and you are not at fault. Bacchus and Shanker will get you what you deserve. Again, you can call them at the two number or you can go to coloradolaw.net. They will give you a free consultation. And if they think you have a case, they will take your case on for completely free. You pay them nothing until you win your case. So jump on it with Bacchus and Shanker today. Make sure you're getting what you deserve. They've been doing it for 25 years here in Colorado and won over a billion dollars for their clients. Uh, It's a lot of money. It's like, we have this conversation. I guess we don't, but I've had this conversation a lot. People don't actually understand how much a billion is. If you've ever tried to, I, I, I think the way that you can really figure it out is try to spend it. Yep. If 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 they gave you 24 hours, you have 24 hours to spend a billion dollars and you'll get another billion for the rest of your life. Good luck, dude. Yep. Hey, like I could buy every house in my neighborhood and not spend a billion dollars. How funny would that be, man? You're like, <laughs> I am the HOA. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> it's so yeah, it's an insane amount of money. Go check them out, Bacchus and Shanker. Press the two number. Get a hold of them. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by whoever I want it to be presented by. Uh, wow. Yeah. 
That's I a weird that flex. <laughs> weird flex, my man. Uh, before we get into specifics here, I want to ask you this more archetypally. Obviously, you've kind of alluded to it with the difference between O'Reilly and Barbashev, with Barbashev being terrible defensively. Mm-hmm. Where where are you drawing these lines? Like, if you get an ace defensive center, but he's only going to give you forty points, is that good enough for a two C? If you get a guy who's weak to off or weak defensively, does he need to be a seventy point guy? Uh, I would say I I would say I want twenty goals, no matter what. Okay. <laughs> Full stop. Twenty goals. I want a twenty goal score, and and the exception to I want twenty goals is if like they get Kevin Hayes and he scores his customary eighteen, but has forty assists. Right. And we cool. Like obviously, I'm a reasonable they're... man. Yeah. <laughs> if he if the dude produces, you you understand. If his line mates have thirty goals each, you can understand him not having. 20 goals, yeah. But... If that guy gets dropped in between two guys who have career years, you feel like he probably did his job. Yeah, yeah. It's fair enough. Yeah. So, you know, I would I would say um, my preference, and this is because right now, I think penciled in, right now your third and fourth line centers are Alex Newhook and Ben Myers. Yeah, I would agree. And so, and again, penciled in. They, they could be replaced for sure. We'll see. Right now, right now, your bottom six, which is one reason why I think that this whole... They need to find a bottom six or whatever. Is half of it's there, guys? Yeah. Alex Newhook, Ben Myers, and Logan O'Connor are there. Not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, finding the next Nachushkin would be great. Yeah. If you can They've find been, a guy I, that can be that effective for you at that price, you're Yeah, there's a there's a reason you good. remember that guy and not the sixteen guys since the teams have tried as reclamation prod like have very, not, very hard to do. That most of which gonna try. haven't even been NHLers at the end of those contracts. It's I I would say Nachushkin find your find your next Burakovsky is probably more likely than your I, next, uh, Yeah. A guy that Nichushkin. actually looks like there's some upside on yeah, I I I think that's a better name to compare to uh, as far as looking for value. Well, uh, and like you're just not going to find guys who have one side of their game that they've mastered the art of, and then the second half, the other end of the ice, all of a sudden they it's just it empty. Just, yeah, boom! It goes from empty to you know it's an empty pool to a full pool where you're like, what in the world? What? Because <laughs> now all of a like net like we. Val had zero goals in the year he got bought out. Yep. And now it's a reasonable expectation that that guy puts up 20 goals for you and 60 points. Yep. The the money and the contract that he got, that's now the conversation with that guy. Yep. So you're talking about a guy that was this close to being out of the league. Being a star player now. Yeah, to being just like the level below star player. It's, Yeah. Finding uh finding that guy again is gonna be tough, but a great challenge. Like that's absolutely what they should be. And at. if they do it, they're probably high five and slapping hands because they want another Stanley Cup. <laughs> it's true. Like that's exactly those kinds of guys get underpaid, and that's where you. That's how you. That's how you find success is. You underpay the right guys. Yep. Um. Yep. Where were we? Um. Answering your Defensive question about two sixty points and all that. Yeah. yeah. 
because because of the situation uh, with McKinnon, Newhook, and Myers right now, I think the the preference should be on a guy with that's good defensively. Okay, so we doesn't have, have to be elite. That's going to be hard to find, but good. Of course. All right, look. Joe Sackett calls up Rob Blake and it's like, hey, remember how I won you that cup? <laughs> Time to pay up. Give us Phil to know. Phil to know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, like, would you would you take the Logan Couture chance? If they retain some, I'm not taking on that full contract. Uh yeah, the answer would be F no. Say they say they retain two million dollars per year for the next four years. So it ends he's, up being six. It's, mil. it's six straight up, but he's already thirty four. Is that enough for you? Uh I can they retain a year? Is that enough? <laughs> Knowing that he had a 67-point year last year, and he really, he really hasn't had like a major dip in his game. He had, I mean, he had during the 56-game season when the Sharks were like, like an abomination. Yeah, and he's he wasn't very a, good. A quality player uh, when you put decent players around him. Even like when the Sharks were terrible, like. In a full season, this guy's an automatic 55-plus point guy. Yeah. Uh, to answer Chat's question of how often do, do teams retain multiple years at multiple millions? Very rarely. Not often at all. Uh, which is one reason why I think the San Jose thing's probably a waste of time. Because well, they're, going to, they're going to prioritize moving Carlson first. And they're going to have to eat salary on that deal. I don't know that they're going to use another... Uh, salary retention spot. So, uh, my thing there would be, and, and I know Hurdle has an NMC, so he would have to yeah. agree to go. But if you, if San Jose was willing willing to get rid of Couture, why wouldn't the question be, okay, what, how much more do we have to add for it to be Hurdle? Couture's one, he's going to be cheaper, and two, he's closer to the end. I know he's cheaper, and, they, and I don't. I just don't think you're worried about the end with Hurdle. Well, theoretically, I think they view Hurdle as a guy that can contribute in their next window. He might be at the end, you know, like it, it could be three years from now. But I think they view him as he'll be he could I mean, he could be the Sharks captain by that but, point. Sure. The transitionary center. I get what you're saying, but I just don't I'd have way more interest in it if it was Hurdle and the Hurdle. The Evs can't probably can't really afford him at eight million dollars, but I wouldn't no. even be asking for retention there. Obviously, um, yeah. I again, if if the Couture thing was like even three years, I'd be a lot more interested in it. But I think that contract probably just ends up being dead at the end of it. Okay. I mean, I don't. I have no idea how he ages. Sure. You never know, right? Guys, there are guys who do age into their 40s, and it's fine, but yeah. they're few and far between. Yep. Um, I, I, I actually don't know 
Couture's underlying defensive numbers either. I see. I assume they're fine. They're fine. But, yeah. They're fine. They're not. They're, it's not a plus or a minus for me. And that's you know, as long as he's not killing you, you're okay. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I would you would prefer like a Ryan O'Reilly type. You know, this is for why sure. this is why I had the the Byram Sorelli thing the other day is because I thought it was fun. Where that's a selkie caliber player. It's 25 years old. You know, like that's an mm-hmm. okay. He signed. Blah 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 blah. Um, yeah, I mean, trying to poach RFAs and stuff. You're not. You're just it not going to find a a two C yeah. like this. That this trying to trying to pull off a, a, a the the Igor Sharangovich kind of thing. That's for a middle six guy. Yep. And for wings, especially, you're really not going to find like, hey, uh, like you're going to have to go to somebody and be like, we're trying to get this guy. And they're going to be like, they think he's the 2C for them. And they're going to value him as such. You know, it's like the middle stat thing. Yep. You know, if you think Casey Middlestat could do that job, all right. Well, he's actually got some pretty decent defensive numbers that that he's put up. He finished the year absolutely white hot on fire with 13 points in eight games in April. Like he was he was awesome at the end of the year for Buffalo and he finally started to fulfill that potential and blah 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 blah, but they've got Tage Thompson and Dylan Cousins. They don't really need Casey Middlestat. That's where the appeal is there, but if you're Colorado, there's all kinds of concerns about one-hit wonder and yeah. on-ice shooting percentages and the only thing that kept his PDO from being absolutely hilarious last year is that they couldn't get a save. <laughs> because his on-ice shooting percentage was pretty high. For what it's worth to that crowd, too, he's also terrible in the face-off circle. Oh, terrible. <laughs> Which, right, how many how many really small guys have ever actually been yeah, good at it? It's There are very few undersized centers that really dominate the face-off circle, for sure. Uh, strength matters, I guess. Well, and that's like you're just talking about like like reach, and you're right on top of another dude. You can just engulf that guy. So, so put together for me a list of trade available centers that the Avs could reasonably go after: Middlefat, <sighs> maybe yeah. Couture, Lindholm, and Backlund. One of those. I I I still think the Calgary guys are a no until the season starts and they get okay. an idea of what's going to happen. Now, if both of those guys tell Craig Conroy, hey, I'm not signing or I'm not going to sign with you this summer, and he feels like, I don't really want to take this chance. I'm going to move you, you now while I can, yeah. while I have lots of suitors. Instead of waiting for the deadline and hoping that two or three teams that can afford them have what I want. Pay crazy amounts, yeah. Exactly. Um, I do think Florida, especially with the Panthers news that Ekblad and Montour are going to be injured well into the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Man, does that sound like Sam Gerrard's music to me? <laughs> and if that, like, that's that's where you start trying to build a deal: Sam Gerrard and Sam Bennett. I, and I, I you're mean, pre- okay. you're preferring you're preferring Bennett for a number of reasons. He signed for two seasons. It's, He's under it's, five million dollars. It's the money. Yeah, it's the money. He's under $5 million. He's less player than, than Sam Reinhart. He's not going to sign for nearly as much. He brings he brings that nastiness to your, to your I team. I that, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, go out and add Sam Bennett, and then sign Corey Perry, and all of a sudden, 
You're a well, team douchebag in the yeah, blink team, of an eye. Every team in the league hates you now. Yeah. They already <laughs> dreaded playing you, and now they have, oh, God, they added those guys? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think I, I would have the Sam Bennett conversation. Again, though, Sam Bennett has profiled in his career much better as a 3C than a 2C. Yeah, that's that's the one thing with going to Florida if Reinhardt is there. Obviously, it's a one-year deal with Reinhardt. He's way more expensive. But he, you know he can play in the top six for sure. Yeah, they're also, like Reinhardt, there's a good, there, there's a, a strong argument that Sam Reinhardt is better on a right wing than he is at center. I think that's a fair argument. I would put him at center a, if the Avs are going out and doing it, but. Well, and especially uh, with Florida having Anton Lundell available, keeping Reinhardt at wing is probably the smart play. Yeah. Uh, if they if they do trade Sam Bennett, if they do dip into their forwards for a defenseman, you know, I, I think Sam Bennett would be a, a smart target as well. Just he checks a lot of boxes for you, and he's still imperfect. That's not a guy that has shown the offensive prowess during the regular season to make you feel like he's an actual 2C here. Yeah. I, like Kevin Hayes, I think he's on the lower end of options. I would agree. But you don't have the contract. The, the contract makes him more valuable. He Well, the contract makes him more valuable, not just because it's not even $4.5 but because of that price point and the second year, you're not doing any shuffling next year. In a world yeah. where Landy does come back, he just sits there and you don't have to worry about it at that price point. Yeah. And then you talk yourself into, you know, Landis Gog, Sam Bennett and Val Nachushkin is your second line. Mm-hmm. Sounds <laughs> nightmarish. Like, yeah. It just sounds not fun to <laughs> that. That is what you're rolling out after your Nathan McKinnon, Miko ranted in combination. <laughs> hops off the ice. God, dude, one dude beats you to death with offense. And then the other line just actually beats you to death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you spend the entire time defending, and then you spend the entire time protecting yourself. <laughs> it's, uh, I yeah, I I think there are, and that's kind of what makes this offseason interesting for the Abs. If they are looking at the trade market, there are a lot of options that could fit, and they have to find a way to pick the right one. Um. We'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, We are brought to you by the fantastic folks over at Pins and Aces. They are the official golf apparel merchandiser of DNVR. You can get all of your awesome stuff, including hats, shirts, pants, cleats, uh, towels, or, or maybe, you know, their, their most important stuff is the liquor stick and the beer sleeve. Let's be real. You can you can get the liquor stick. You can be serving drinks out of your golf bag. You can get the beer sleeve. You can bring seven beers onto the course with you right in your bag. It's super easy, super awesome. You can use code at DNVR when you go to pinsandaces.com to get 15% and free shipping on your first order with Pins and Aces. I think, I, I don't, I forget the details, but we have a golf tournament coming up this summer too with them where you can get a bunch of awesome stuff, including a DNVR golf towel. So nice. go check that out. Uh, go to ddnvr.com and look at our golf stuff. Also brought to you by Shady Rays. Make sure you're looking good on the face area when uh, you're on the golf course too. 
and that you're not blinding yourself with the sun. Uh, go to ShadyRays.com today. Use code DNVR. If you buy two pairs or more, you get 50% off. It's basically buy one, get one free. They've got tons of styles. They've got tons of polarizations. They've even got ski and snowboard goggles, if that's your thing. Uh, so they've got you covered for any of your sunglass wear, whatever you might need. They've been rated five stars by over 250,000 people. So check them out either online at ShadyRays.com or if you're local, you can go to the Park Meadows Mall where they have a brick and mortar. They will also replace your sunglasses in the first 30 days, no questions asked. So jump on it with Shady Rays. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by whoever I want still. Uh, you have all of these options. You're Colorado. How do you wade through this? How do you narrow down what you want to target in this off season? It's tough, man. Yeah. I, 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 look, I'm sure if you had the perfect answer, you'd be working for Colorado's front office and telling them, go get this guy. I've had the perfect answer on multiple occasions and they just ignore me. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe they should hire you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Reddit would be mad. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I think I think some of it has to come down to building, like the building a full picture, right? Because uh, there's been this conversation out of Philly that the Flyers might be willing to retain a million or two on Kevin Hayes' deal, sure, if they can just give him away. And so let me ask you pay. if they retain if they retain enough money to get it to five million, he's got some weird notes like seven and change or yeah, whatever. Yeah, if they were if they were willing to retain two million, I'm having that conversation for sure. If it was for future considerations, literally yeah. nothing. They just yeah. gave you Kevin Hayes at five million dollars for the next three years. That's your that's that's your commitment to that deal is the money. Yep. Are you doing it? Are you are you are you doing it and saying that's our two C. Let's get to work on everything else. I think so. I, I, assuming, you know, the one thing I would want to do with him is make sure he passes the physical and there's no long-term, like, issues there because he has not had a particularly healthy career. Okay. But assuming he passes the physical and is good to go, yeah, I would not mind Kevin Hayes uh, for $5 million. Just for free? Yeah, for nothing. Okay. I agree with you because – if I got that offer, um, and, and I guess let me let's work let's work it this way. Where's your line on that deal? If they say, "Hey, we want twenty seventh overall," for Kevin Hayes retained two million, I yep. Boy, I it wouldn't be my first choice. I would look at other trade options before that. Okay, which sure. ones? Uh, anything from Calgary would be interesting. I know you said they probably won't do it in the off season. Uh, I would probably at least call Winnipeg and see what's going on with PLD and Trifley. Yeah, okay. PLD. It sounds like it's going to be a sign and trade, so that's probably going to be a no go. Yeah, I've 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 kind of assumed PLD just wasn't going to happen for various okay. reasons. So Shifley, where's your line on Shifley? Keep in mm. mind, this is a guy coming off a forty goal season and is probably. Yeah. Of the players that we've talked about, I think the only one that I would say surefire, in my opinion, is a better fit in Colorado is Lindholm. I would agree with that. Um, The thing with Shifley is, like, he's affordable enough, right? You don't have to ask them to retain if you don't want to. 
it is the one year so that's gonna yep. you're not gonna like give up the universe for that guy yep I, I so i mean you're look you're talking about the first for sure you're probably talking about oh and whatever fine pick pick a prospect that they were interested in barons sure and then what what are they gonna want what off the roster if i'm winnipeg i want gerard if colorado says we're not doing that for a guy with one year yeah would you then just say okay well, then we want both firsts 2023 and 2024 and barons and barons and probably olausen because barons won't move the needle enough for that that's four firsts man that's too much for a rental i think what uh barons is a second my bad uh or third even i forget oh you're counting a lousen as a yeah yeah okay it, if, if you're doing okay. two firsts and a lousen and barons i guess it's three firsts and, and barons but i think that's just a little too much why because it, for a guy who scored 40 goals last year and is a legit like it will be going from playing top line center to playing second line center i i understand i'm not saying he's not worth it i'm just saying that is the Avs 1,000% emptying the cupboards for one year of Mark Scheifele. Okay. And if they win the cup, obviously, who cares, right? It's worth well, it. Well, and is there, is, there, is there a world where it goes really well and you just say, we're going to keep him? Yes, but they would have to be able to afford him. Yeah, I mean, his next deal would have to be eight or nine million. Right, and and that's that's where it gets tough for Colorado keeping him. I think. Okay, so it's... you you're saying you're good. You're good with three, not four. Yep, give I I'll give him three okay. pieces. If it's if it's two firsts and Barons, fine. The one big thing that I would say about Shifley is I think that there's a serious conversation about one defensively. He's not very good. Is the comment on the screen is mentioning right now defensively he's not very good uh pretty bad but i think i'm also a bigger believer in stapling a valnachushkin next to whoever they get and living with it defensively than you are but i would also say that the defensive results in his career have been all over the place yeah there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it because he'll go from being one of the worst defensive centers in a year to a guy that has a pretty solid here. Yeah. And I, the thing is with Colorado too, I think at a certain point you say, hey, we believe in Valanciusian, we believe in Arturi Lekkinen, we also believe in our defense of, yeah. especially if they're not moving on from either of Gerard or Taves, I think you believe a lot in the Avs top 4D to be able to handle whatever the offense in front of them is doing. Yeah. Yeah, and if they were to do a, a move like uh, the other thing was Shifley, the attitude issues. Um, that that is a bigger problem locker. For me, the for lo- sure. the yeah. locker room in Winnipeg has been really, really off for a number yeah. of years. Shifley and Blake Wheeler have been kind of at the heart of a lot of that dysfunction. Yeah. Um, it will be interesting to see how those careers go now that they appear to be getting split apart, and both appear on their way out of Winnipeg. It'll yep. be interesting to see if this was a uh, these two guys 
made like brought out the worst in each other or if they both just kind of suck or i mean i think i think that's part of almost makes it more enticing for it being a one-year rental because it's like all right if that dude sucks it's just one year of him in the locker room he doesn't tear uh, your organization apart I guess, I guess, for me, I'm just not interested in in messing with it. Because if I'm willing I, to pay those you. prices, if I'm willing to pay those kinds of prices, I feel like I can get a pretty good player that doesn't come attached with. He's leaving after one year, and he might just suck as yeah, a human. And... Like, it, like in my locker room, like he may just not be a great guy. Well, look, and if if the option of Lindholm is available in Calgary. I'm dropping. I'm dropping Shifley, Shifley like a sack of bricks, man. Like he's not my I, first option either. But I mean, wouldn't you even consider Backlund over that guy? Um, yeah, I he's, would. He's a worse player, but maybe a better fit. And cost-wise, it might be a little cheaper. It's cheaper, both in actual money and in actual assets given up. Yeah, and that guy might be the Flames' next captain. Like you're having the exact opposite conversation right. about perfect for the room, that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I I right. I would definitely have both of those conversations. If Calgary is open to moving those guys, both of them are ahead of Shifley on my list. Yeah. I think I think for me, I, I think I'm good on the Jets guys. Uh, PLD was the guy that I was interested in, and that sounds like it's going to come with an extension. I just I I would love PLD too. I just don't see how it happens. Yep, I agree with you. If they could find a way to financially make that work, like hey, if moving Gerard would would open up enough money that they could keep Taves next year and Dubois long-term. PLD or whatever, yeah. Dude, it's a thousand percent worth. Worth, 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 worth. Please yep. do that. But uh, I just don't think, I don't think they're in that conversation. I don't, I don't know that it would be financially viable with a Rantanen deal also on the near horizon. A couple of years ahead, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Vancouver open to moving JT Miller. Are they open to moving JT Miller? I would say, who cares? I'm not taking on that contract <laughs> under any circumstances. It is uh, a problem. It goes what till he's 37. Yeah. This the Clayton Keller thing. So Josh asks about he brings up Clayton Keller. Once again, we're in this room of you're giving up a lot of assets. And what what have you solved? You get Clayton Keller. What how Clayton Keller in Colorado would be nasty. He would be awesome. He was the guy I had the huge prospect crush on in his draft year. He didn't. I love Clayton Keller. Your thing, though. Yeah. But he's playing on the left side. Val Nichushka is playing on the right side. And right in the middle of them is a question mark. But Clayton Keller's making $7 million. And you just gave up all those assets for Clayton Keller. All right. Full blockbuster. I, you get Keller and Schmaltz. They're very good friends, for the record. Package them together. So what? So fuck it. Let's just have the conversation <laughs> real quick. <laughs> we should probably just call up Craig real quick and be like, "Yeah, oh, no, Jake, bud." But eh, if you wanted, if they wanted to do both, okay. So let's say it's 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 the next two firsts. Mm-hmm. At least, like, that's well, let the, me ask you: the would, would you do three for both of them? Yes. You do three firsts, and then what else would you have to give? Because that one, that wouldn't be enough. So I'm assuming it's three firsts. I'm assuming it's it's Barons or Olausen, maybe both. Uh, I I, th- I think I would think you'd have to give up Newhook in this. Uh, yeah, I I was gonna say Newhook or Gerard, I, whichever one they want. Okay, so I would say let's let's say Newhook and Barons. Uh huh. 
I, is there I, any I is there any I line on that? that? Like, would there be? Would you just like stop somewhere and be like, "This might be too much," or would you just be like, "Screw this"? I I it would be. I think there's a line somewhere, but it would be hard to get there. I think. <laughs> so the only real concern here, with this line of thinking, with this whole conversation, is if Landy is healthy. <laughs> and comes and back. Kyler's suddenly on your third line making seven million dollars. Well, you've lost Devontae. <laughs> yeah. There's no gone. way. There's no conversation yep. about keeping him at that point, right? Uh no, I don't know. Maybe gone. maybe that's when you trade Sam Gerard next summer. You trade him for future first round. I, I think even then he might still be gone. <laughs> if you're yeah. giving Keller and Schmaltz's money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I yeah I, I don't know it, it it'd be a wild trade I I don't see a world where that actually gets done but if the Avs did it without losing too much of their own roster yeah. the top six is good for the foreseeable future Oof. well and then the the Nick Schmaltz thing remains he has not been playing center in Arizona on a consistent basis it's true it's, when his points have blown up it's been when he's moved to right wing with Keller on the left wing and somebody in the middle. This last year, it was Barrett Hayton at the end. Travis Boyd spent a lot of time there. Um, yep. You know. Anyway. But a guy that can play center and would have a whole lot more talent around him in Colorado. Let me, if you were just, just spitballing here about the Keller thing, if you're Arizona and St. Louis calls and says, we'll give you all three of our first round picks this year and our first round pick next year, four firsts in two years. Straight up for Clayton Keller. But but the the thing is it's almost like an first, offer sheet. Two of their first this year suck though. They're gonna be in the twenties, yeah. And then and the pick next year, if things go well for the blues, probably in the twenties. I I, I I just don't think I mean, I don't know. Maybe Arizona would do it. It's not like they're close to being competitive, but I would want a roster player. Okay. I mean, I'm sure that they'd be like, sure, you can also have Jake Neighbors, fine. Okay, relax, bud. Your love for Jake Neighbors, man. Robo Rudo. Not even, not even, I'm not even saying that that's a good thing. I'm Jake Neighbors, or um, I think they had Zach Bolduc, and uh, they got uh, Zach Dean out of the Barbashev deal. So... <laughs> Wouldn't even have to be. Wouldn't even have to be Jake Neighbors. I'm just trying to pull young guys. Yeah, and and you're correct in that that they would want someone on the younger side <laughs> of this, this spectrum. But I don't think Kerfoot's coming back as two C. I don't think Kerfoot is a two C. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> they keep like was he even a center really in Toronto? They played him on the wing plenty. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Perunovich, nice. <laughs> Uh, no, anyway. St. Louis honestly can't be doing. They can't be going hard for forwards. Nope. They, if they are, they need so to go much... get a. They need to go get a center. I, I, they need. To, I just don't know what St. Louis does, man. They need to entirely rebuild their defense. Like they're just stuck. That's the thing. Is like I when I was making those blockbuster trade proposals the other day, I was like. Could I get Braden Shen or Pavel Buchnevich out of there? And it was like maybe, but they need defense. Yeah. And I'm not. I can't just give them another defenseman and be like, "Hey, now you have a fifth long-term contract on your hands <laughs> on defense." It was like yeah. they've got to get rid of some of that money, and I'm not taking Nick Letty back. 
Hell no. Uh, no. Yeah, they made their own grave with Nick Letty. I actually, like, I know a lot of people wouldn't like it. I wouldn't hate Colton Pareko on the abs, but... Oh, me neither. Why would That's, they ever do that? That yeah. contract, that contract, though... Uh, it's, just, it's, it's the end it's, of it's bad. Yeah. It's length is yeah scary to me. For sure. So... Anyway, uh, I think we <laughs> yeah, covered dude. most of it. If, if Logan Cooley straight up told Arizona today, I'm not signing with you guys, yeah, of course I'd be interested. Yep. As would 31 other teams, well, 30 other teams, I guess. The, the problem would be everybody else could outbid the Avs, and I yep. don't think he plays center in the NHL. Definitely a possibility. Yeah, I don't I, know about Velarde. I'm just not interested. I have no interest in Velarde as well. Back problems just don't get better. Well, and he was already not a very good skater before all the injury He's, stuff. Like he, yeah, you're talking about a real stylistic misfit there. Agree. Uh, and skating stride is. I I do want to touch on before we before we get out of this. I want to touch on the two CBJ guys here. Sure. Because they're I about to really they're have, about to draft one. I don't have any interest. <laughs> I so as two C, I, I a Boone Jenner is very much like a Kevin Hayes for me, where I'm like, this is a lower end option. I think it's he's fine. Well lower than with, Kevin Hayes. Well, the big thing with Boone Jenner is that he's really important to Columbus. Sure, he is like, the captain. He's their captain. Like he is a guy that like he's like a ride and die in Columbus. Like yep. he's a really important guy. In Columbus, and which is one reason why I don't think there's any interest. Roslovic is interesting. Now I've always I, been a little I partial think he's to more him. Interesting than Boone Jenner for sure. But every time teams, Winnipeg tried this, he and now he Columbus can't do it. Tried yeah. it. And he just he has not stepped up when he's been given those roles. And then yep. you get to the end of the year, his underlying numbers are are okay. They're not very good. They don't. You're not looking at it going, oh my god. And then he he's got a forty five point season, and you're like, who is like? How does this happen? <laughs> is he just JT Confer? <laughs> but better because he has a twenty goal season under his belt. I mean, he he doesn't have a fifty point year. JT Confer's got that now. True facts. But what <laughs> happens if Jack Wozniak gets to play? 30 games next yeah, to Nico Rantanen? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. What happens, man? <laughs> So uh, uh, I would say I would agree with you on Jenner, and I would also just just say I don't think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, from I, Columbus's no, side because they're yeah. you know, but Roslovic is a guy at four million with a on an expiring deal where you're just like, yeah, okay. You kick the tires, and if the price is like not outrageous, maybe it's a conversation. But yeah, and like he's just. He's a guy that just has never quite, and I and and I think where he'd be a problem in Colorado is that he has an engagement issue. Day to day consistency with him is all over the place. Because um, when you get the really good version of him, he's pretty good. Uh, but like as was everybody in Columbus last year, I I have a hard time looking at underlying numbers for any of the Blue Jackets yeah. last year Take because a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them are major outliers for their career. Roslovic yeah. is a good example of this, where if you looked at his underlines from just last year, you're going to be like, this is a nightmare. A team but the rest of his career than it was, yeah. is fine. But you're also yeah. talking about a team last year that 
nothing went right for them. Like, imagine the Avs injury issues, but with way worse talent. Yep. The only guy you have left is not Miko Rantanen. It's Boone Jenner. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like Johnny Gaudreau out there by himself yeah. going, I, yeah. what the f- what happened? Uh, chat asking about Adam Henrique. Yeah, um, yeah. I would prefer to go the Kevin Hayes route before I go to Adam Henrique at this point. Um, hey, look, it's to me, it's the same conversation. If uh, Anaheim wants to retain two million on Henrique, and all of a sudden you get him for one year under four million, maybe you're having that conversation. But your your big thing with Henrique is that he doesn't do anything, and I mean anything in transition. Yep. And I. It, it, it all comes down to cost with these like middling guys where it's like, you know, if Anaheim wants to give up Adam Henrique for a second round pick and retain, then yeah, I'm hella interested. But this is the other part of it. A guy like Henrique is a mid-level asset. Uh, in, that in a the trade. Abs have none of. And yeah. the Avs don't have that. You, you don't yeah. you're like, I'm not trading 27th overall for Adam Henrique. Yeah, me either. I'm not doing it. And the not don't have in that. that fallback second round pick to move. If so. they if they did, which is everybody's favorite roast my roster trade, is to trade back with Chicago for thirty five. I think it's thirty five and a pick in the fifties. Trade him the pick in the fifties for Adam Henrique, and then make the thirty fifth sure. pick. That is a conversation. I'm I would do to. that. Yeah, I would do that. I would rather use that pick and get Sharon Govich, and then just sign O'Reilly. But. Like I said, at least then your center thing would be done, and you could go into free agency, and you could try and sign Michael Bunting, as chat suggested earlier, which, as a big Michael Bunting fan, I think it would be really fun, but again, wings. Dude, I feel like signing Michael Bunting is the biggest trap in the NHL. Why? I just don't think he's actually that good. Not that he isn't good, but... I think everyone saw the 60 point season last year, and I don't think he ever hit 60 points again. I think that's a guy that I wonder if he ends up with like a Lekkonen like deal because there's so little track record of the high end success. Yeah, I I wouldn't hate that, but if it's like four and a half million, where you're like, hey, that'd be okay. Yeah, for a middle six guy, that's pretty appropriate. Um, I don't know. I like bunting. I just I got I like guys that are crazy. Relatable. I as long as you know what you're getting, right? If you're not asking him to be a a sixty point top line guy, fine. I I like the Zucker idea. I but again, we're talking about investing at wing here and how aggressively do you want to invest in wing? It's just so hard because of where the abs money is at. It's really hard to go do the wing thing until you know what you're doing at center. Unless you're just YOLOing center. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Um, anyway, I think we covered most of the guys. Uh, if we haven't covered one of the centers at this point that ends up getting moved or turns into an av, I'm going to be pretty disappointed. (laughs) Right. No kidding. I'm Uh, just saying right off the bat, just to get his, if getting Kuznets off, no, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm good. If you don't like Barbashev's defense, let me tell you. I, I tried to talk myself into Josh Bailey last night because I was really high before I went to okay. bed. Okay, okay, Islander fan. <laughs> like, because I'm thinking about Josh Bailey years ago when he was, like, fine Actually, all around. Good. And I was yeah. like, look, it's one year because they're really desperate to get rid of him. Maybe they'll attach, like, a second-round pick to get rid of him. And then I went and looked at his underlings and was like, 
<laughs> nope. We're good. This is this is one of the few times where I'm like, I don't even need. I'm not even going to watch him. I, although I did watch him and know that he had a bad year. Uh, we'll close this out with his last question: When do the Avs start making moves? When they feel like they have a good move to make? Yeah, uh, I guarantee you, uh, it won't be too much longer because the draft is next Wednesday. So I will say they will make at least one major move, which could include, which includes making their first round draft pick within the next on Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. We're going to get out of here for the day. We will be back tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I think we're talking draft on Friday, but correct. So we'll be back tomorrow with more, probably free agency talk. We appreciate all of y'all hanging out with us and we will see you on the next one.